Ellison Salazar, Garage and Body Shop. At Ellison Salazar, customer satisfaction is our main concern. For a tune-up or major body work, Central Texans have trusted Ellison Salazar for over 55 years. Ellison Salazar. Hail damage specialists, smoothing out life's dents and bumps. Big or small for you and your car. Now at three locations. South at 4501 South Congress. North at 8808 Research Boulevard. And New Northwest location at 8425 Anderson Mill Road. Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellison Salazar. Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch. George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. These CASA friends are professionals with more than 40 years' experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at CASA at 334-7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. From inspiration to insurance and protection, all for serving the Lord Jesus. We all need insurance. Why not work with an agent that understands the biblical principle of protection and risk management to insure your family's future? Ray and Justin Garner are Christian business professionals who will put a Christian perspective on your insurance and inspiration needs. For auto, home, life, business, health, boat, motorcycle, RV and dental, and church protection needs, Ray, Justin, and Luana can be reached at 626-4880 or 986-4944 for church protection, personal protection, and business protection. Ray and Justin are independent Texas businessmen that have dedicated their lives and business to the advancement of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ through Austin Triad Ministries. Call Ray Garner Insurance Agency and ask for Ray at 626-4880 or Justin at 986-4944. Stay tuned now for Love Talk with Evelyn Davison and Jeremy Story. Love Talking today about godly citizenship. Thank you, John. This is Evelyn Davison coming to you from Austin, Texas. Today's Christian Talk, 1120, The Bridge. And we're here to love talk about building bridges of love and understanding and goodness and kindness and mercy and grace and all those wonderful things and gifts the Lord gives us. And our rope of hope is the very presence of the love of Jesus and the power of his spirit. And we're excited today with what the Lord is doing and in times like these especially. Uh, we've got a very special guest today, a friend that is a one busy fellow. His name is Jeremy Story. And I've known Jeremy uh, for a long, long time. I think he was a sophomore at UT, and now he's the father of seven children with his wife, Jenny. And he is the president of Campus Renewal. He's also on our board of directors for National Day of Prayer nationally and the National Prayer Committee. And his history of starting great collegiate prayer uh, ministry movements across our nation is very firm, and he is a firm believer that transforming campuses for Christ means changing our nation in a powerful way. And currently, he is campaigning for Place 9 in the Austin Community College Board here in Austin, Texas. Welcome, Je- Jeremy. We are so glad to have you. Thanks. And Thanks for having me. Look back to the good old days. Yeah. Thanks for inviting me on your show. I really appreciate it. It's an honor. Well, it, we've got some good things to talk about today. Absolutely. And, you know, it's just, you are such a, 
an inspiration to me. I I was thinking uh, yesterday, I think it was, or maybe the day before, my memory is not as good as it used to be, uh, about how we met. And I remember specifically what the occasion was. I can't remember exactly when it, is, when it was other than it was when you were at UT and with Christopher. And I can't even remember Christopher's name. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the more years that go by and the more kids that I have, uh, the less I remember too. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we had Resurrection Day. It was on a Sunday, on Palm Sunday. Absolutely. And I don't know where we got all the palm branches, but we had the palm branches. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. University of Texas. I was a sophomore in college. It was quite a long time ago because now I'm 41. 41. Uh, oh, but uh, but I, I um, we, we, we had a, got all the different churches and ministries down at the University of Texas to work together to put on something called Resurrection Week, which was the week before Easter, mm-hmm. proclamation of Jesus all over the campus, out publicly. And one of the events during that week to kick it off was a uh, reenactment of the life <clears throat> and resurrection of Jesus uh-huh. on the, uh, right there on the free speech area in the West Mall. Yes. It was a pretty amazing time. Um, we had professors involved, students involved. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, from all different backgrounds, people watching all around the West Mall. In fact, it's one of the few times uh, of all the times I've been on the West Mall, the free speech area at the University of Texas, that there was absolute silence. There mm. was several was. periods. You remember that? Yes. I'll never forget it because it's so unusual in the free speech area to have silence. Yeah. But uh, when people were watching, and this were people from all backgrounds, it wasn't just mm. Christians. Yes. Literally, there were several times where... It was absolutely, completely silent, which was amazing. Solemn. Yeah, just people seeing Jesus in a real way as opposed to just a religious way, which I think is what we all need to see Jesus. Well, you know, that was a forerunner for uh, things that began to happen at the University of Texas. And across the city of Austin, uh, I remember so specifically how we prayed for that event and how out of that came a real desire to organize um, worship and celebration. And it was the first really public event that I experienced uh, with our moving to Austin. And it just absolutely, it made my garters run up and down <laughs> as a little old lady. It was amazing to get a chance to be a part of it. I, I wasn't looking to be a part of anything like that when I was in college, but uh, God really spoke to me to to do that. And it came out of, in my life, really a, a big change and a lot of a lot of pain, but God takes uh, those experiences and then turns them into something good. And uh, God just began to speak to me about doing these things at the University of Texas, and then of course from there it spread to the whole nation. So it was a really special time that I look back to in my life yeah. um, with just um, amazement, you know. Well, we've you know we've kept contact. We've done Bible studies there. We've done a number of things through the years, and I want to know how things are going right now. Tell me about your family. <laughs> well, um, since that time, I've gotten married. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you actually got married when you had two children, I think, was the last. That was before you went to the big time. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see. So, uh, yeah, I got married right out of college, and then uh, now I have seven children. Mm-hmm. And they keep us very busy. Six boys, one girl. And uh, they range from 17 to 5. Bless her heart. So, yeah, my wife uh, my wife educates a lot of them at home. Actually, all of them are at our, at our house uh, being educated. And so uh, it's, it's an intense time. But you know what's great about it is because um, one of the reasons why we – one of the main reasons why we chose to educate them at home 
was because my job, as you might imagine, requires me to travel a good bit. Mm-hmm. And this allows them to travel with me. Oh. And so my kids all these years have had opportunities to see and do things that uh, most kids just do not get a chance to, you know, in terms of they're in D.C. for the National Day of Prayer and they know different U.S. representatives and other folks. Just a great opportunity for them to kind of see the United States. They've been coast to coast and uh, it's really, I think, made them better for it. Well, I I don't know if you know uh, Brian Allred with um, Franklin Graham's team. That's pretty much his story. <laughs> you know, and, and it's exciting to me that the younger, you know, anything below 60 to me is young. Okay. <laughs> uh, but it, I, I am really excited about where we are in our nation right now. I think people are waking up to the fact that we have got to get out of the closets. We've been hiding out too long, and it's time for us to get out there and get on active duty. Yes, and absolutely. report because, you know, you, when you don't report for duty every day, you, you don't know where you're going and what you're going to do. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh. I mean, Jesus said that uh, 2000 years ago, right? He said a city on a hill can't be hidden. Why do you take a lamp and cover it up? Mm-hmm. Uh, salt that oh. loses its saltiness. Then what, what is it? What good is it for? It's certainly not salt anymore. He's using all these analogies just to say, look, your faith is not meant to be separated into some private area, mm-hmm. but instead your faith is meant to be meant to be the, something that integrates into every area of your life. Thanks. It's not also on the on the flip side. It's not just something for the public realm. It's both private and public. Mm-hmm. And what Jesus is basically saying is, look, just integrate who you are and who you believe and and follow. In this mm-hmm. case, I follow Christ uh, into every aspect of your life. So there's nothing that's that's hidden from from Christ. And there's nothing that you've sort of separated out. And I think sometimes what uh, what many people around us who aren't believers want us to do is to segregate that faith only onto Sunday mornings, which is not mm-hmm. something we can do and at the same time be followers of Jesus because Jesus clearly said, hey, live this out everywhere you go. Otherwise, you know, you're basically a hypocrite, right? So we can't be the, the people that I think a lot of people want us to be, which is just, hey, if you can just not talk about that anytime but Sunday, well, mm-hmm. that's just not, uh, that's not an, a viable option for an authentic believer. It is, and, and that's part of what uh, the battle is that's going on in our nation today is that uh, this separation, and it's, it's ungodly. And uh, what I'd really like to know, uh, Jeremy, is how old were you or how did you come to sense that God had a plan for your life and that you needed him to help you with it? That's a big question. I can try to summarize it briefly. Um, I, I would say, you know, that happens. In, I think for most people, this is my guess. Um, and just what I've seen in different people's lives, that really doesn't happen in one moment. It happens in a series of moments because God is continually desiring to involve himself in our lives. So he sort of reveals himself over time as we can handle it, you know, (laughs) because there's so much of God and so little of us that that we need him to do that in stages uh, or else we'd all be undone. But let me just say there were some key moments and related to our conversation that we just had, the one the one of the biggest moments for me in launching campus renewal, being on the National Day of Prayer, and all the things that God's done uh, since then across the nation, things I weren't I wasn't looking for, uh, that happened for me in college, and it happened for me. I went to the University of Texas. When I got there, my best friend and my roommate, and he'd been my best friend ever since I was in fifth grade. Uh, he died of cancer. Oh, and we were in Jester dormitory. And it was a horrific experience. And I don't believe that God caused that, but I do believe because God is not for death. He's for life. Absolutely. But I do believe that he uses horrible things and turns them into good things. And, and I think he took that evil and turned it into something good. And what, in, in my life, it turned into a breaking moment. 
Mm-hmm. And it turned into I had ha- I had all these abilities and gifts and skills, speaking, uh, great at good grades, uh, had done very well in the debate circuit in high school, uh, went all the way to nationals and state, you know, went to UT with an eye to pro- try to debate for the UT debate team who had just won nationals that year before. Mm-hmm. And when I got there, you know, I, I was a believer, I was a practicing believer, but uh, I thought that a lot of, I, I, I kind of felt that I owned those things that were good about me. Uh-huh. And what God did in that process of watching my best friend <clears throat> literally die, I mean, I, wa- I watched him die, and and then from there, I went off and, and said, you know what, I'm going to get away from UT for a while, because my grades started going downhill, I got to where I couldn't mm-hmm. think straight, yeah. I couldn't speak quickly, uh, so that winter of that same year, went, have winter break, I took off to Seattle uh, because that's where my best friend's parents had moved. And I went up into the mountains with them. And uh, at one point I was taking um, some of my best friend's sisters out sledding. And we got lost on top of a mountain in the middle of a blizzard mm. overnight. Almost Mars. died. Almost died. And so God took from me grades that I'd taken a lot of uh, thing in there. He allowed uh, friendships. He allowed um, all kinds of things to be taken out from under me. And and even down to the very almost death. And and then at that moment, there were some expert hikers from an outdoors magazine that came up the mountain and rescued us. And they just said they felt compelled to come past this avalanche. Um, and from there, God began to speak to me about who owns the good things about you, me or you, Jeremy. And if so, there are a lot of good things you could do with those talents and abilities that are good. But who should choose which of the things you should do and shouldn't do. And God began to speak into me that he desired a different pathway than what I desired. And what I desired wasn't bad. It just wasn't his pathway. That's right. And so he began to speak into me about the desire to to plant campus, what became campus renewal. But that came out of a place of brokenness and realizing that anything that's good about you or me, anything that we have comes straight from God. We don't Mm -hmm. own it. And even the very way we think, Come the ability to think correctly, or even think and have your brain is an organ. You know, your everything comes from God. Clarity, and yeah. so therefore He yeah. owns everything, and we do. Christian life is basically about submitting to God and choosing to do what He says to do at all times and living it out. You know, my motto, and I say this just about every week, is He plus me equals we. That's lousy grammar, <laughs> but I tell you, it is great theology because we are not in this life alone. That's right. We're going to take our break, Jeremy, and we're going to come back. I want to talk about where we are in America right now. Sure. What is it that God's doing, and what is it that we need to be doing and seeing and lifting up and praying for and all the things that come together to make the life that we have uh, the life that would bless the Lord Jesus and bless America. Right after this, stay with us. Operation Christmas Child is collecting shoebox gifts again this year. Go to www.samaritanspurse.org, click on the What Do We Do tab, and get started. There are 22 collection churches in Central Texas. Find one near you. Collection days are from November 14th through the 21st. Take your shoebox gift to one of the 22 collection center churches in the Central Texas area from November 14th through the 21st. This year, be an Operation Christmas Child volunteer and change a child's life forever. You're listening to Love Talk with Evelyn Davison and her guest, Jeremy Story, Love Talking Today About Godly Citizenship. Let's get right back into the interview. Welcome back to Love Talk. This is Evelyn Davison coming to you with Love Talk for Love Walking from the beautiful studio of KTXW, The Bridge, 1120 Christian Talk. And in the studio with me today, I have a longtime friend. I, I'm, you know, I'm old and he's still young, but I've known him a long time. His name is Jeremy Story. Jeremy um, 
is um, a national leader for National Day of Prayer and for the American for America's Prayer Committee. Uh, he's the father of seven, and he is um, running for place nine on the Austin Community uh, College Board of Trustees. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today. But right now, I'm digging pretty deep to find out who he is and why he's here and, and how we can help him. Jeremy, it is just wonderful to have you. I'm, it's like looking back at yesterday <laughs> because the last some of the last uh, things that we've done together probably when you had the two had two children and now you have a, a full family. That's right. So exciting to, to hear your stories. Well, we're, you know, your household is in good shape. And mine is pretty much. We got a lot of junk we've got to get rid of at this point yeah. in our life. But uh, America's in serious trouble. Very serious trouble. Let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, we're divided, more divided than ever. And what is the Lord saying to you these days about where we are and what we need to be doing? In, in a, a lot of years, educationally, we're going to talk about those seven centers of power that we've Sure. I see the the big thing when when you say us, I, I assume you mean believers and people that are following Jesus. I think there's a lot of pressure right now, and has and it has grown to subrogate or to denigrate our faith by by not being public about it, by somehow saying that that faith only has a place privately and not publicly. That that you can be a, a person who is Christian, but as long as you do it only in your home, or as long as you do it only in your church. And that is just the antithesis of the message of Jesus. Jesus said that his kingdom would, would come out through us in every place that we walk. He made this audacious claim that not only, you know, you, previously we, uh, the Jews worshipped in a temple. And Jesus made this crazy claim. He said, look, now the temple of God actually dwells in all of you. And mm-hmm. it's accessible to everyone. Uh, and, and literally that God came in the form of a human to forgive us of our sins so that we could be cleansed and that God could actually dwell in us. That's the belief of Christianity, is that God walks around with us, that his spirit is in us, and that his spirit speaks through us and guides us through every day. And that, that, that God owns everything, <laughs> that there's nothing that's too far from God's redemption. And if all these things are true, then the, under, the, then the belief that there's certain areas of culture or certain areas of life that are just too far gone from God's redemption is not biblical. The, the biblical message is that God can redeem all things, that he can bring all people uh, to, to salvation and bring all people to hope and life. And so that we're supposed to be salt everywhere we go. We're supposed to bring the message of Jesus and specifically the actions of Jesus too, wherever we are. And And so I think that's the biggest call to believers today is to be um, to be embedded in the world, but not of it. And that's the thing I'll close with in, just in, this, in answering your question, is just to say, John chapter 17, Jesus said, I pray that you would be in the world, but not of it, right? That's what he says. He says, he's asking God, and he says, God the Father, I ask that you would send them out into the world, just like you sent me, he says, but don't make sure that, but, but we don't want them to be of it. And you know what's one of the few times that Jesus actually clarifies himself? <laughs> it's what? interesting because he clarifies himself in a prayer. And he says, I'm not praying that you take them out of the world. Yeah. He actually says that. Yeah. And I think it's because he knew we would have a problem with this. A lot of people think, who are believers, that holiness means separation from the world. Mm-hmm. It does not mean that at all. That is not a biblical concept. 
It means being intimately embedded with the world, but yet not of it. That was what Jesus, that was a message in life of Jesus. Without proof texting things, Jesus was God coming to earth to embed himself in a sinful world, but yet not be of it. And I think that's the message that Christians have to understand, that we can be embedded in the world, but yet not be of it. That's God's message to us. Well, what do you think the Lord is calling us to do in this time? You know, we're in serious, serious trouble. Every part of our nation is shaking. Yeah, I mean, it really does get back and to... And there is a defense against the Christian thought, the Christian life. It's, it's just like a great divide. And, and it's so important for us to come out of where we are to be what God has planned us to be. And Jeremiah, you know, he told Jeremiah, he said, Jeremiah, don't worry about all this, this. I have a plan for you. And he has a plan for each one of us not to live within our household, but to live in a community where we can uh, provide for those that need help. And then we can be help to those and to our nation. What is it, Jeremy? As we look at our nation, spiritually, we know the need of the Lord Jesus, right? Yes. Absolutely. And, and, and hope. Uh, a lot of people have given up hope for a lot of different reasons, and not just Christians. Others have as well. And, and this is why I started with the theology or the belief in, in what Jesus said. I can't get away from it. And that is that if what Jesus said is true, uh, then, then that hope comes through us. And if we view, um, you know, that we have to sort of separate and kind of cocoon ourselves mm-hmm. away from the rest of society. This is the reason why society or culture it doesn't have hope in certain areas or has negative implications because God is saying, look, you're the light of the world. That's what Jesus said. That's I, right I'm not, the these thought. are not my words. These are his. And if we're the light of the world, basically the hope of God, God's power reigns through us, that when we go someplace, we should be bringing God's ideas, not our ideas, but what God does to those places. We should be bringing his hope, his health, his life, his ideas. We should be the best architects. We should be the best educators. We should be the best business people. We should have tremendous ethics. We should be able to come up with great ideas because God is inspiring us. That's what Jesus said. It's not me. You're disagreeing with Jesus. You know, if somebody doesn't agree with that, it's mm-hmm. he's saying that we're to be the light of the world. And what has happened is Christians have begun to buy into a lie that religion, quote religion, and following Jesus only belongs in a private place and that there are certain areas of our culture. Like, let's pick on one, like, say, radio, music. Okay, well, you know, we have to have Christian radio and, and then non, and then non-Christian radio. Well, no, Jesus says, look, we can be involved in all things. And then there's no form of music or no form of this or that or whatever that is beyond the redemption of God. And the reason why things go dark, if you will, and, and there is a lack of hope or there are negative implications for other people in our culture is because Christians and followers of Jesus abdicate their role to lead and bring God's hope to those areas. And so I think we, we don't really stop pointing the finger at other people out there, you know, uh, people who are not following Jesus or people who are doing this or that or whatever, and start looking at ourselves and say, mm-hmm. how are we being Jesus and bringing the, the, bringing the life of Jesus to all these areas of our society? Well, you're so right, Jeremy. And that's what uh, Jeremiah said. That's probably who you were named after, Jeremiah. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Yeah, probably. Uh, is that the Lord knows what the plan is, and we are the plan. 
You know, that's why my motto, he plus me equals we, is so powerful. We are the plan. And I know that, that you've reached this point in your life where God's calling you to get more involved in the political arena. And, and you're running for place nine on the Austin Community College Board of Trustees. Tell me what that is. And why you're running. Sure. Austin Community College is uh, the largest geographic-wise, I believe, taxing authority in Central Texas. It goes all the way from Williamson County in terms of the the, serv- the, the actual district area down to Hayes County over to Elgin and Manor. And that's just the district. The service area is actually even larger. And, and so uh, the Austin Community College has 11 locations, soon to be 12. Uh, and they are a community college that educates uh, about 41,000 credit students. If you include the non-credit students, about 72,000 uh, uh, every year in our city. And my goal, my desire for running is to make Austin Community College a cornerstone for higher education and even just education in, gen- in, cent- in general in, in Central Texas. Uh, I'm passionate about student success. And I believe that Austin Community College has a significant role to play in bolstering our uh, four-year colleges and helping our high schools and in helping our community as, as a whole. And I think that there's some areas that they can improve significantly on. And I have 20 years of experience in working with students and professors and faculty mm-hmm. and administrators all over the nation. And not only in the nation, I've worked in every continent except Antarctica with colleges. So I know a lot about the college life and about mm-hmm. academics and I believe that that is an area where as a believer and even just as an individual with experience that I can bring uh, uh, significant solutions and help to our community. Well, why do you think God's called you to this thing at this particular time in life? I don't know. <laughs> you, don't you know, mean. in terms of this particular time, God's timing is beyond my knowledge. I know for sure that, he, that, that I felt called to run for this. I know for sure that I've been increasingly concerned about how um, the the religious freedoms are being lost in this country, but more specifically how um, it seems to me that people who are people of integrity, who are people who are uh, of of just wanting to see the right thing done, somehow are shrinking back from public life. And I want to be an example that there's no reason for that. Why, why should people who have a desire to have integrity in office shrink back? And I think the reason they do is because then they get attacked and all these things happen. But we must stand for what is right. We must stand for, for things that not only in the spiritual realm, but in the natural realm. There's a lot of things that ACC, I'm not running for ACC for, for spiritual reasons. I'm running for ACC because I believe I can make a difference uh, academically for ACC. And I yeah. think... Uh, even some of the response I've gotten in the community, uh, you know, where people people would say, oh, well, you know, as a believer, you must have some sort of ulterior motive. Yeah. And that, that's so sad. That's just not true. And, yeah. and, and I think that's that's more indicative of the things we've been talking about, that the culture is starting to say, well, it, the religious stuff needs to be over here. And if you're a Christian, then you must you must not have anything to say in the public sphere mm-hmm. that's of value to the actual institution itself. That is just patently false. And, and I'm running false. to prove that wrong. Well, it's false because it was not uh, the principle upon which this nation was built. Uh, we're we're going to take our break again, hear from some of our good sponsors, come back. I want us to talk a little bit more about the problem with how it is, as Christians, we move over into the arena of the public domain, why there's such a strong um, defense against us right after this. Stay with us for Love Talk. Hi, this is Steve Washburn, pastor at First Baptist Church, Pflugerville. We're the ones who just built that beautiful new 33,000 square foot worship center there on Pecan Street, just as Jenner Town. 
Say, listen, if you're looking for a church home, I wish you'd come check us out. Lots of other folks sure are. We're one of the fastest-growing fellowships in the Austin area. We're trying our best to offer something for everyone. No matter what your situation in life, you'll find good friends here. I know I'm biased, but I believe we have some of the most uplifting worship services you'll find anywhere. Many of you are familiar with Tom Cotter and his praise band, By Design. We're fortunate to have them leading our modern worship experience at the 11 o'clock hour on Sunday mornings. That's our largest and fastest-growing group. But I'm also excited about something new we're trying in our 9 o'clock hour. Daniel Reclue is one of the area's most gifted choral directors, and he has reinvented one of the only genuinely traditional worship services in the area for those of you who are boomers and long to return to the joyful worship of your youth. Listen, Google us at First Baptist Pflugerville and come see us. Day after day, we are constantly hearing about how bad everything is. Isn't it about time to hear about what's right and good? Isn't it time for some good news? If your answers are yes, then you need the Good News Journal. The Good News Journal is published by KTXW's own Evelyn Davidson and is packed with news and information about the good things that are happening. With a healthy dose of hope, happiness, and humor, the Good News Journal is distributed free throughout Central Texas at hundreds of locations, including Walmart, Popeye Chicken, Central Market, Bob Bullock Museum, libraries, churches, and other locations. And did we say the Good News Journal is free? For advertising information or to have an article published, call Good News Journal at 249-6535. The Good News Journal is an inspirational, patriotic journal published bi-monthly to bring you God's good news. The Good News Journal, 249-6535, or read it online at thegoodnewsjournal.net. The break is over. Time for us to return to Love Talk with Evelyn Davison. Her guest today is Jeremy Story. Welcome back to Love Talk. We are in studio today uh, visiting and love talking with a good friend, Jeremy Story who is um, a longtime supporter of Prayer Across America, uh, working with college students in every regard, helping them come to know who they are and the reality of God's love and God's plan, and uh, who currently uh, is running for the Austin Community College uh, Place 9 for the Board of Trustees because of all the experience that he's had in 20-something years, or probably a little bit more than that, of doing this across America. And, um, Jeremy, we were just talking about how it is that God has a plan for us. And that plan is that we will not shut ourselves up in the closets. And it is time for all of us who are believers in the Lord Jesus to stop just hiding out in our churches, in our closets, and get out there where the action is. Uh, and, of course, that is a battle. Yes. So let's talk a little bit about the battle that that can be expected in the battle that maybe you're experiencing right now in regard to a misunderstanding about this concept. Yeah, I would say I, I've had some of the local press uh, say, well, you know, Jeremy is a strong believer, and he, they don't use the word believer, strong evangelical Christian, or one of them called me an evangelical advocate. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but the, the, the point is, is they, they're saying, oh, well, because he has a strong person of faith, and because he's done all this volunteer work across the nation and serves on all these Christian boards, he must have some ulterior motive in running for ACC because he's Christian, so he wants to convert all the students. This is just patently false, and it shows the bias 
not just in media, but in general in culture, that that people who are people of faith somehow don't have anything other to contribute than some religious facts. Uh, uh, and that's just not true. I 100% believe in Jesus. I 100% follow him, and I believe that he is Lord of the universe. So there. <laughs> however. And he's your power source. <laughs> yes. In addition, maybe however is not the right word. In addition, I also believe that as a believer that that, that we should have practical solutions for real-life problems right here. And it isn't necessarily just sharing religious facts or things that other people might say are in the religious sphere. And in fact, to believe that because someone's faith is, is someone's a Christian or a Muslim or a Jew or whatever, to believe that therefore they have ulterior motives is the same exact sort of thinking that got us into the racial divide that our country has had. Mm-hmm. It's the same exact thinking. It's saying, oh, because someone's skin color is this way, they must believe this way and they must think this things without ever talking to them. It's just like racism with a different face. Uh, we're now throwing it into the religious sphere and it is dead wrong. It's bigoted and it's discriminatory. The real facts are that uh, I know a lot about college campuses, and I know specifically a good deal about ACC and have very clear ideas. I mapped them all out on my website and all of those sorts of things. What my main focus with ACC is, look, community colleges to me have several major successful outcomes they should have. Uh, there's three big ones. One is granting associate's degrees, two-year degrees. Mm -hmm. Another is getting students to transfer to four-year schools and then complete the four-year schools. So they're a ramp, an on-ramp for that. A third is certifications, not an associate's degree, but like a certification in a trade, nursing or engineering or Mm -hmm. some computer programming, uh, different things like that. Those are the major outcomes. There's a few others. could be just life enrichment, but let's focus on the three major ones right now. Of those three major ones, when you look at Austin Community College, they rank – there are 80 community colleges, by the way, in the state of Texas – And of those 80, they rank 80th at the very bottom in degree granting of associate's degrees. Their average time for associate's degrees takes a student six years if if they're successful. Um, They rank near the bottom, though not at the very bottom, but very near the bottom in – sorry, I said that backwards. They're at the bottom for transfers, transfers to four-year schools, Mm -hmm. 4%. 4% is all they have. Um, The second – they rank very near the bottom in associate's degree granting. Um, they rank a little better in certification. They, they do a little better there, which I think they have a great nursing certification program. But two out of three is not so good, uh, that, that, that they're, ha- they're very ranked low. At the same time, they have some of the highest tuition in the state. They, um, and, and, and there's no reason why that has to be the case, because here's what it means. It means there's a tremendous dropout rate from Austin Community College. Here's what that means for our community. A, a large number of the students at ACC are at-risk students. They're adults all the mm-hmm. way down to younger adults. Um, but they're at risk, which means sometimes they can't afford meals and things like that. And that means that ACC, in effect, is giving these students something, and that's debt, without giving them something else, which is a product called education that gives them a degree and gives them a better job in the future. That drags down the economy in Central Texas. It drags down business in Central Texas. And instead of being a cornerstone for education, it becomes a millstone. (laughs) And, And I don't think it has to be that way. And I think there are many people within the ACC system that would like to see it grow and improve and have a variety of ideas for how to improve those basic successful outcomes for Austin Community College students and therefore for the colleges in our area and therefore for the businesses in our area and even economic development of our area you know i think that uh there's a a lot of ways we can do that i have some ideas i can share with you today well you know jeremy when you look at it it shouldn't make um a hill of beans is what my mom would say as to what a person's faith position is in regard to service 
That's correct. Yes, and and, and to make it an issue uh, is is doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, I've never once advocated in any of the forums or anything that that I have some sort of campaign position to convert students or anything like that. Uh, I've simply talked about very specific ways that we can improve mm-hmm. the academic climate of ACC because I think that Jesus, when he was here on Earth, and he's still alive, I believe, mm-hmm. <laughs> he was intimately concerned about our spiritual state. But he never said, well, this spiritual state is somehow disconnected from the physical state. He was very equally concerned about physical state of things. He made statements about poverty. He made statements about fiscal responsibility. He made statements about the government itself. He made statements about how we should live and treat other people. It wasn't just about what happens in some future hereafter. It was about what's happening now. And so believers should be able to be uh, great assets, both in the spiritual realm, but also to be able to say that in the in the public realm. Uh, and so that's that's why I'm running. I don't think that your religion or your who you follow, uh, in my case, uh, Jesus, uh, should have any impact necessarily on on whether you're fit for office. And what's funny, it's not funny actually, it's pretty pretty downright scary, is to see that some of the local publications basically make a blanket statement. He is an outspoken bel- Christian, therefore he's not fit for office. Isn't that that no, is sad? No, there's no issue in there. There's no like, oh, therefore he believes these are the things he believes, and I don't. We don't agree with it. No, it's just simply that. He's a outspoken Christian. He's done all these outspoken Christian things. Therefore, he is not He's disqualified. Be. Right. And, and you know, people by the thousands right now in Austin are, are actually voting yes for me and no for that kind of belief. Because I think even people who are not Christians understand that that's blatant discrimination. Well, it is discrimination. And it's, that's the very thing that has caused this nation to get into part of the trouble that we're in today is that we want everybody to uh, to do what we think God told us to do. I mean, that's I mean, we're in the number one problem in this nation is entitlement. Whether you're a spiritual believer or you're not, it is entitlement. You know, the government owes me or God owes me, and that that is a foundational principle that is rotten to the core. Jeremy. Sure, yeah, and that of course goes way beyond ACC. It's just sort of a feeling that. That, um, you know, there's been many commentaries on this, but at the, at the point in which uh, the, in a democracy that um, the populace believes that they can vote in their own personal wealth or their own personal well-being through the government giving them money. And that's kind of where we've gotten to. Mm-hmm. Uh, once you get to a sort of a break-even point on that, it's a really slippery slope. And I think that's the concern that we have in this nation is um, the nation is, in essence, oftentimes voting in that which the government can do for them uh, in terms of uh, giving them more money. And it's it's bankrupting our country. And and, and I, I think I see it even in my own race where one of my opponents is advocating, endorsed by uh, a major political, can, you know, presidential yeah. candidate, and she's advocating for free college for everyone. And, and my thought is, well, you know, it's actually not free. It's actually costs money. Uh, that's why ACC has a budget. And if we were just to give it away for free, somebody's going to be paid for it. And it's increasing taxes. It's government breakdown. This is not the best route. However, when you think about how can ACC be a part of solving the college debt problem, which is a significant yeah. problem, it could be a major solution because if ACC is on-ramping people in high school and we have more uh, early college credit courses, which I one of my major platforms is to have us have more of those, uh-huh. then more high schoolers across the Austin and Central Texas area can take college courses early for free because ACC, by the way, is chartered to offer them for free 
to really? our high schools. Should be, yes. More and more should be doing that. That's why they can tax you, because they're not University of Texas. They're supposed to be a community service, and yeah. so therefore that's why they can tax you. Well, I'm glad you explained that, yeah. Jeremy, because I've wondered about that. So if high schoolers are able to take more of these early college credit courses, and ACC makes that a major emphasis more and more and more, then guess what happens? They go to college and have less debt. So there are solutions that don't require the government paying for everything and everybody being entitled to everything. Um, I think that's not the way to look. Look at things. Well, we have been talking today with uh, Jeremy's story, and uh, uh, I'll tell you, Jeremy, you made my socks run up and down (laughs) because I just believe so strongly that God ordained and birthed America under a different system from which the rest of the world operates. And we look back at our founding fathers and the faith they had to come to this nation and to sacrifice so that their children could have an education and have a life that would honor God, that we have moved so far from that today Yes. that we're dysfunctional. Yes, and this is, this is another issue that's well beyond ACC, but, you know, the Constitution guarantees us the right to the free exercise of religion, and people have forgotten that, and that was a big deal to our founders. Uh, they were men of faith in, uh, in, in significant ways, and it was a huge deal to have the free exercise of religion, so much so that they wanted people to have the exercise to even choose to not follow God, mm-hmm. right? But what's happened is we've made that the predominant culture and said that anyone who believes in thought, we've actually flipped the whole thing on its head as a culture. And, and the reason why I believe America is exceptional and has been exceptional is because of its uh, Judeo-Christian values that we had from the very beginning that allowed for freedom that disagreed, of people that disagreed with us and that promoted even the very nature of rights came from, at least our concept of it, came from John Locke's natural law theory, mm-hmm. which was a concept rooted. You read our Declaration of Independence, you read uh, the founding documents, many of them. It's a concept that rights are not something you just have or entitled to. They're something specifically that you have because God gave them to you. Mm-hmm. And that basic concept of rights coming from God and not from government, and then government is there to enforce it. That is how our founding documents were written with that understanding. So to then divorce God from our culture and say that he can't be a part of our public culture, it makes no historical sense. It's basically rewriting the history of our country. And we're seeing that in a lot of areas, not just just in that arena, but just in so many areas that, that, you know, even with the Shari law, you know, wanting to change law that this nation was built on according to what God's plan was from the beginning. We are talking today with Jeremy Story. He is running for uh, place nine on the Austin Community College uh, Board of Trustees. And uh, I can verify that he's genuine, folks, <laughs> because I've known him so long. Jeremy, when we come back, we want to talk about spiritually what's going on in our nation right now and the responsibility that you have and that I have to seek God for America right after this. Stay with us. Hi, this is Steve Washburn, pastor at First Baptist Church, Pflugerville. We're the ones who just built that beautiful new 33,000 square foot worship center there on Pecan Street, just as Jenner Town. Say, listen, if you're looking for a church home, I wish you'd come check us out. Lots of other folks sure are. We're one of the fastest growing fellowships in the Austin area. We're trying our best to offer something for everyone. No matter what your situation in life, you'll find good friends here. I know I'm biased, but I believe we have some of the most uplifting worship services you'll find anywhere. Many of you are familiar with Tom Cotter and his praise band, By Design. We're fortunate to have them leading our modern worship experience at the 11 o'clock hour on Sunday mornings. That's our largest and fastest growing group. 
But I'm also excited about something new we're trying in our 9 o'clock hour. Daniel Reclue is one of the area's most gifted choral directors, and he has reinvented one of the only genuinely traditional worship services in the area for those of you who are boomers and long to return to the joyful worship of your youth. Listen, Google us at First Baptist Pflugerville and come see us. Day after day, we are constantly hearing about how bad everything is. Isn't it about time to hear about what's right and good? Isn't it time for some good news? If your answers are yes, then you need the Good News Journal. The Good News Journal is published by KTXW's own Evelyn Davidson and is packed with news and information about the good things that are happening. With a healthy dose of hope, happiness, and humor, the Good News Journal is distributed free throughout Central Texas at hundreds of locations, including Walmart, Popeye Chicken, Central Market, Bob Bullock Museum, libraries, churches, and other locations. And did we say the Good News Journal is free? For advertising information or to have an article published, call Good News Journal at 249-6535. The Good News Journal is an inspirational, patriotic journal published bi-monthly to bring you God's good news. The Good News Journal, 249-6535, or read it online at thegoodnewsjournal.net. Let's return now to the final segment of Love Talk with your host, Evelyn Davison. Her guest today is Jeremy Story, Love Talking Today about Godly Citizenship. Welcome back to Love Talk. We uh, we are excited about being here today, and we have recorded early so that the Baylor boys could get on. And my guest in the studio is um, Jeremy Story. And I've known Jeremy a long, long time. I don't know how long that is. You have to tell me, Jeremy. I would guess that it's probably been about 20 years. 20 years. Yeah. Um, I've done radio in Austin 32 years, and uh, we first met at the University of Texas uh, with an event that you and Christopher and some of the other uh, students down there with some of the professors uh, did a resurrection uh, week. Yes. It was actually a resurrection yeah. week. Absolutely. And it, it was just so exciting at the time. We just went everywhere we knew to go to find some palm branches. <laughs> and there aren't that many in Austin. I think we had one guy that went down to Houston to get some. And it was an amazing time with... Uh, you know, a thousand plus students that came yeah. together from all different churches and backgrounds and races across the University of Texas to lift up Jesus. And it actually spread from University of Texas to over 100 campuses across America in the, in the years following that, which was amazing. And that was the seed that God planted in your heart to do what you do today. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I wasn't looking for it. I was studying law and was headed that way. But God began to speak to me about, you know, whatever gifts and talents I've given you, I own them. And you need to do what I'm telling you to do because what I'm telling you is always best. And what I've learned since then is anytime I disagree with God, he's right. (laughs) (laughs) And so I try as best as I understand to say, you know what, you want to, as believers, we're supposed to be, and I think this leads us into what we want to talk about. We're supposed to be absolutely, I believe, humble, which means that we recognize the power, where the power comes from and any gift that we have or good thing that we have. But yet, at the same time, recognize, not devaluing what God's given us. And so we're to use the gifts that God's given us, just recognizing that he's in charge, not us. And that anything that's good that we have came from him, and therefore he owns it. And so the basic message of Christianity and Jesus is submit to God because he's in charge. And he, he's a good God. You know, Hebrews says that faith is this. It's believing that God exists. And that's where most people think. But it actually it adds an and onto that. It says, and, the book of Hebrews says, believing that he exists and that he's a rewarder of those who seek him. Oh. And so it's the understanding that God is good and God's, God's, God's perfect. 
mm-hmm. and that he's, his will is always best for us, even when we don't understand it. So, yeah, absolutely, I think we're to submit to God in all things because God is good, and he's a rewarder of those who seek him. <laughs> well, I know that that's where you are in your life right now. You're seeking an opportunity to help students again. Uh, in the direction of preparing for a career and for a good life and and doing that as you're running for the place nine uh, on the board of trustees for the Austin Community College. Absolutely. And that is uh, that is such a viable organization in this in in the counties around us. Uh, and so I want to congratulate you for that. But I want to also thank you for the years that you plowed into prayer across this nation. And, and the uh, the opportunities that God has opened up in your life and our life to be good warriors and good soldiers as we serve him in a way that can make a difference with freedom. And let me clarify one thing. I'm still the president nationally of Campus Renewal. It's still my full-time yes. job. And just like most people who serve, well, actually all of them, I think, who serve on the Austin Community College Board of Trustees, it's a, in essence, volunteer position because you're not paid for it. Mm-hmm. And so they all have other jobs as well. So I have another job. They have another job. Mine happens to be with campus renewal. But I believe also that as a believer, like we've been speaking about, that I have practical and real ideas as to how to prove the, improve the academic climate of ACC. And so not only do I want to see through campus renewal other things uh, transformed on campuses and see students' spiritual needs met, as far as ACC is concerned, I'm running to see the academic institution improved. Mm-hmm. And you can go to my website and find all the different ways in which I believe that can happen uh, to improve the ways in which they're focused on successful student outcomes. Okay, give us that contact information. Sure, it's uh, www.jeremystory.org. So it's pretty easy to remember. My last name is spelled just like a book, S-T-O-R-Y. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, jeremystory.org, you can go there. You can look us up on Facebook as well. And you can find out all the things about... Uh, Improving successful student outcomes, improving the graduation rates at ACC, which are low, improving the enrollment, which is very low, by the way. In fact, it's, it's, it's gone down over the last three years instead of up. Um, improving the amount of online learning opportunities that ACC offers, improving their partnerships with high schools, uh, because right now only seven out of the 42 high schools in the ACC area are utilizing ACC's um, services for early college courses. It's a free service that ACC provides. We should be providing it more. A variety of things like that you can find all about on the website. And give it, give it to us again. www.jeremystory.org. Jeremy Story. Okay. Yes. Dot com. Well, dot org, dot org. Oh, dot, dot org. Com is someone else. I don't know who they are, but uh, they're not me. Well, you know, that's <laughs> kind of the way we're with Good News Journal. We had two websites we started, and we, um, uh, we'll start our 24th year in January. Uh, we let one of them kind of slip and didn't pay the thing, and, and a porno site bought it. <laughs> uh, yeah. and that's the good news. But, you know, Jeremy, it's been wonderful today to have you here. It's looking back and looking forward. And as we look forward, we have to stop and think about where we are in this America, and uh, in this nation, and what some of the defining facts are. And one of them is fear right now. Fear. People are scared, as my mom would say, out of their gourd. It. It is an unbelievable time in which God is calling all of us to report for duty. And so let's talk a little bit about what it is that we need to be doing and we need to be praying. First of all, we need to pray for wisdom and for unity of faith. What does that mean? Wisdom and unity of faith. Um, 
I, I think we, we, we have to be together. I think sometimes we are so fearful that we're trying to point the finger at some evil thing out there. When God says, look, I'm with you and you don't need to fear anything. Mm-hmm. And that's all you need to know. And then from there, just stand firm in your conviction and stand firm and being an asset where you are, knowing that I'm with you wherever you go. And I think that's very, very important. Uh, otherwise, we begin to we begin to just respond out of fear, and we begin to actually make people the enemy. And people are not the enemy. Mm-hmm. Just because someone believes differently to, than us doesn't mean they're our enemy. Uh, but it does mean that we need to be able to speak clearly and understand and share what we believe the truth is. Yeah, and uh, that's educating, you know, ourselves and others. We've got to know what the issues are. Absolutely. Know what the what the problems are, what the the positives of it, every situation is. And, right. And and we need to, you know, Franklin Graham, I serve on the uh, advisory board for them, uh, for Central Texas, for Samaritan's Purse and Operation Christmas Child and Decision American Touring. We're working on the new hope thing we're going to have next September. Uh, when, when you look at where we are in this nation, we're here to be a, an example to others yes. and to pray. And, and it's, it's so easy for us to just uh, get in our little pathway and not think about others. But Franklin says, first of all, you have got to pray. Secondly, you've got to exchange and educate. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're talking about. And the third thing is vote godly values. Absolutely. And that's what I'd say to you as you're listening today. If you're in, in, in the territory, I know, you know, we're worldwide and you may not be interested in what, uh, in voting in Texas, but I know that you have an interest in what uh, Jeremy has had to say today and what God said to us. And one of the things that we've just really got to learn how to do is give up this entitlement, uh, that, uh, we have attached ourselves to and, and begin to live for the Lord Jesus and live for others and, and to vote for godly leaders. How important is that? Jeremy? It's vital. It's vital. We must be engaged in the public sphere. Jesus says, you know, when the light is gone, then you have darkness. And so we can't point the finger at other people and blame this or that or whatever. We need to look at the church. If we want to see something different, if we want to see different people in office, then we need to vote for the people we believe should be in office. We need to be out advocating for them. We need to not say, well, that's politics or that's this or that mm-hmm. or whatever, and that's not something I can be involved with. No, God said he owns everything, and he wants us to be involved in every aspect of culture and that we can bring very real solutions to all those aspects. I would say that fear drives us into, like, holes and caves and, and hiding. And, and, and instead of responding in fear, we should respond in love and we should respond in boldness. Mm-hmm. So those things go hand in hand. And that doesn't mean that, that love doesn't necessarily mean you always agree with everything everybody says uh, and you just capitulate. It means that you are responding boldly with love, with truth, and being clear about what you believe and not shrinking back and hiding because, uh, you know, because you're afraid of, of what might be going on out there. We must be bold in proclaiming in the public sphere what we believe. And, you know, that's, um, that is not a big assignment, but it is, um, it is an affirmation. God's calling us to do that. Absolutely. And, uh, if we're not willing to do that, we're going to pay a pri- high price for our negligence in this. And nation. we need to be assets in every place that we're at. We need to be, again, the best architects, the best teachers, mm-hmm. the best leaders that we're bringing hope to and practical solutions to every aspect of our culture. Well, give us your, contact information again or if you want to give us a phone number we'd be happy to take that as well sure the main way to get a hold of me on my website and to find any other contact information is www.jeremystory.org if you are pretty much anywhere from Williamson County down to Hayes out in Elgin out in Maynard 
you Del Valley, you can vote in this election. Every person is elected at large on the board. And uh, I'd love to have your vote. Right now, we're in the middle of early voting, which means you can leave your home right now and go vote. Yes. Uh, you know, and then, of course, the elections on November 8th, and this will be on the ballot. Jeremy Story for Austin Community College, Place 9. Love your vote. Go to the website. You can also communicate with me there or on my Facebook page and look up Jeremy Story for ACC, and you will find that. And I will gladly communicate with anyone across Austin. Very, very thankful to be, have the opportunity to serve uh, and run for the ACC board and need your help to make that possible. Well, thank you so much, Mr. Jeremy's story. Jeremy, the story today about the love <laughs> of the Lord Jesus. I would say to you in our closing today, if you don't understand what we've been talking about, about being a representative of an ambassador for the love of the Lord Jesus, he loves you and he has a plan for your life. We've talked about Jerry's life, Jeremy's life today, but he has a plan for your life. And you, you have to come to admit that apart from him that you can't do what he's designed you to do. And you have to believe that he, the Lord Jesus came because he loves you and that God is love and, it's, and that his gift comes through forgiveness and through the strength of his Holy Spirit. And then confess that your faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior um, is the power source that you need to be who it is that God's designed you to be. So if you, you can do that wherever you are right now. Just stop and say, Lord Jesus, I want to believe. Help my unbelief. That's what the man said. Help me learn to pray. But you can contact us at um, 512-249-6535. Uh, if you pray to receive Christ or you don't have a Bible, call us on that love line and we'll mail you a Bible. But in the meantime, we just pray this would be a wonderful week for you as you uh, learn to love yourself, the plan that the Lord has for you, and the life that's ahead of you that you might be a, a witness and a, and a really great uh, testament of who Uh, who God has designed you to be and has placed you in the love field to do. So have a great week. Again, call us on the love line, 512-249-6535. And in the meantime, we pray that your week will be filled with lots of love talk and love walking. Operation Christmas Child is collecting shoebox gifts again this year. Go to www.samaritanspurse.org, click on the What Do We Do tab, and get started. There are 22 collection churches in Central Texas. Find one near you. Collection days are from November 14th through the 21st. Take your shoebox gift to one of the 22 collection center churches in the Central Texas area from November 14th through the 21st. This year, be an Operation Christmas Child volunteer and change a child's life forever. 